This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, Will Levier, and uh, Will's one of the 2020 Business Aviation Top 40 Under 40 Award recipients. He flies a Citation Jet for Auburn University. But before we begin, just a couple of announcements. Uh, If you're interested in helping other people get scholarships and move forward in their careers, we do have the scholarships guide. It's only $10 uh, for a year access, but you can even do more. You can become a patron of this podcast. And every dollar that we raise, we put a dollar towards the actual scholarships guide in giving it away. We do that through what's called the pay it forward campaign and they can use a coupon that's uh, pay it forward, all one word and can get a free scholarship that way. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash expert aviator. We're putting a lot of uh, different videos out there that are mainly for the interview. Uh, We're doing a lot of interview prep. I've been doing that for about 20 years now. And we started this thing called the pilot interview course. And about every week we've been putting a video out. Didn't put one out this week because I actually went on a vacation. Imagine that. Uh, it, It was very difficult for me, actually. Me being the workaholic that I am, I actually took a whole week off and just enjoyed myself. Uh, didn't do any aviating. I admit I did go to an airport and check it out. It's really cool. Uh, but other than that, I, I I tried as hard as I could to stay away from aviation and uh, and just enjoy the beach and enjoy life. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, check it out at, at youtube.com slash expert aviator. Moving on to the show. Uh, again, like I said, we have with me a business aviation pilot and aviation advocate. Will Levier. Will's one of the, again, the 2020 Business Aviation Top 40 Over 40, excuse me, 40 Under 40 award recipients and flies a Citation Jet for Auburn University. Last time I interviewed Will was actually at Sun and Fun Radio, and I can say he truly is an ambassador for Auburn University and all things aviation. Hey, welcome to the show, Will. Thank you, Carl. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I tell you, uh, it's been many years. I was trying to look back. I think uh, maybe 2015 was possibly the first time we ran into each other. And uh, and that was at Sun and Fun. And you were involved in a very interesting project we'll talk about. Yeah, it's funny how how I'm always amazed how small the world of aviation is. So. Yeah, it sure is. Well, you know, one of the things we're bringing you on to talk about is is business aviation, but uh, we're going to get into a lot of other things because you are so very much involved in advocacy. Uh, I think uh, I'm I get a lot of questions, and a lot of people don't understand what this whole world of business aviation they call it business, they call it corporate, they call it private flying. You kind of lump it all into into one. But but what is business aviation, and uh, and how does it apply to Auburn University? Well, um, that's that's actually a very common thing. We I, I get it a lot, but um, you know, business aviation is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's uh, it's uh, the more corporate side. It's it's private jets. It's private flying. It's not the commercialized uh, uh, airlines. Um, and business aviation is used by individuals. It's used by um, by companies, uh, corporations. Um, and it really is kind of the behind the scenes type of aviation that, um, you know, it's kind of what keeps a lot of stuff going around, uh, around the world. So, um, 
you know, it's a it's a different sector which which I enjoy, um, and um, I've been in it since uh, I worked the line at a uh, at a small airport and fueled airplanes and everything. And um, I wanted to bring my passion of uh, for business aviation to Auburn, and um, uh, part of the reason why I was nominated for the forty under forty. Uh, from NBAA, the National Business Aviation Association, uh, was for my work in their Business Aviation Days uh, last year. Uh, it's the, the first event of its kind um, uh, done by a university, and basically it it promotes business aviation. It explains, uh, just like I did, what it is to our students here at Auburn and, you know, the different opportunities that are available within that industry and how to get into them. That's a wonderful resource, uh, and obviously you're a great advocate uh, for that. Uh, there are so many different avenues in business aviation we can go. Um, people always ask me, it's uh, from large corporate departments to departments that run just like an airline to the private aviator who's uh, flying their aircraft for just personal use. And uh, But it, it can vary tremendously as far as, as what you're doing and the type of flying. So to give a little bit of color on this. I think let's start with specifically, you know, Auburn aviation and what it is like, how do you use this aircraft and, and why is it a key to your success at Auburn? Um, so Auburn uses their, uh, we have a citation, uh, CJ three and a CJ four. Um, they're, they're both fairly new aircraft and, uh, we use them strictly for university purposes, meaning, uh, we fly our, our athletics uh, coaches around. Uh, we fly our board of directors around. We fly our president, and vice president, key administrators within the uh, offices of the university. Um, it's it's a nonprofit actually. It's a nonprofit department here at the university, which is is kind of cool. Um, so you know, we are on salary, but we're just there to provide. Um, a resource for those that need it. So really, if you can if you can afford the fifteen hundred dollar an hour uh, gas charge, then uh, you can rent the plane and, and go where you need to go. So. Seems pretty steep, but if you look at some of the salaries of the people that they're carrying, it's uh, it's actually much more efficient use of their time, and it's truly like a magic carpet. It really does compress time, doesn't it? It, it does, and and you know that's it's a common misunderstanding. You know, there's there's it goes back and forth. There's a lot of people that just it's just they don't understand business aviation. Um, they look at a lot of times they look at our jets or they look at any other corporation's jets. They say, well, why do they need that? But it really comes down to the, the the efficiency of time and what what that's worth to the corporation or the university. Um, the amount of money that we actually save by using the jets um, and 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 you know transporting these key officials is is you know, so much more than what they would get anywhere else. Um, we're based on the field, uh, you know, two miles from the actual university. So um, whatever they need, we can intend to it at a moment's notice. Um, you know, we do. We also, the other thing I meant to mention is we do uh, uh, surgery flights. Uh, our the university doctor is down in uh, Pensacola, and there's another one up in Birmingham. So, you know, when one of our uh, athletes 
you know, has an issue or, you know, pulls a tendon or whatever it may be, we'll throw them on the jet and run them down to surgery and they can be done and back, you know, in one day. So it's a, it's a tremendous resource that a lot of people, they think, oh, well, they're just flying to the beach and it's, it's really not. And that's why I like working for Auburn is it's, it's truly a tool uh, for the university's success. I think that's key to most business aviation. It truly is a tool for their business. It's uh, not used for personal use that often. And uh, it is, you know, a key benefit to some of these folks that are, are higher up. But uh, for instance, we have at the Auburn University, they got a football team. They have, well, athletics in general. And this is something, and people don't realize how important, Just let's just take that one department, athletics, how important that is to Auburn and to their mission because it actually brings in money. I mean, people don't realize it, it ticket sales, et cetera. How is it, let's just use that one example. How can they use this aircraft to further that goal in the athletics department? Well, it's actually kind of funny. So athletics actually purchases the jets for the university uh, because because they are the money makers. And let me clarify, this is not um, you know donor money that is being used by these jets. It is, you know, profits that have been made and that are allocated for this department. Um, and they use, they are the ones that purchase these aircraft. Um, and while the whole university can utilize them, they're the ones that bought them. Um, but to your point, the, the thing that typically we use in the athletics is um, during normal times, not in COVID times, obviously, is uh, for recruiting. Um, and we will, we typically have a period for, for football, for example, we have a period in December and a period in January where we will fly for almost three weeks straight, um, just, um, insane amount of flying and we're all exhausted by the end of it, but their coaches are going out, you know, they're going into big airports, they're going into little airports, visiting these players, trying to convince them to come to Auburn and you know people don't realize all the other schools are doing it too. Um, every other uh, SEC school, uh, with the exception of one or two that may not own the jets, they all have their own private flight departments that utilize aircraft in the same way we do uh, to recruit and connect with their students. And that's one mission, and there's many more. Uh, but that mission enables the Auburn University to actually fulfill its goal of educating more students and bringing better professors. And bring, it just kind of, it, it's a big snowball that, that grows. And as one department grows, the rest do also. Uh, and, and you feed off that success of, of the athletic department. Yes. Yeah. And, and like you said, that's just one example. Um, we, you know, like I said, if you can afford the, the gas bill, then, you know, we'll fly anyone. We, we actually do a lot with research and development. Uh, we go to Washington, D.C. a lot to meet with senators and, and uh, congressmen. Um, you know, we travel to places in the middle of nowhere to uh, conduct research and, and meet up with new faculty and, and uh, professors and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's not just we're, we're trying to get ahead in our football uh, team plan, but, um, but it's, it's such a wide variety of what we do. Um, and that, I mean, that's, that's kind of cool to think about. 
So let's step away from the, the, the sports side of it. I like that you brought up these examples uh, because it, obviously that is a big part of Auburn, but uh, there, there is so much more. Um, while I was in Auburn uh, during the regionals for uh, uh, Intercollegiate Flying Association, it's called NIFA, and we had a regional competition there. Uh, one of the things I noticed was I got to meet the governor, which was kind of neat. Uh, and she was flying, I think, I, I don't know if it was on an Auburn aircraft. Is that part of that mission or was that just happened to be, I saw her next to the aircraft? Um, I am not certain. Was it one of the jets? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it varies now. Actually, the state of Alabama has two uh, CJ4 jets as well. Uh, oh, okay. so but it, it varies. We'll we'll switch out uh, back and forth uh, with our board of trustees and our and our heavy donors, um, as well as you know with the governor. We'll fly a lot of senators and and that kind of thing. So it's really if they need it, you know, and we're available, then that's kind of when we'll take over. Cool. Well, let's talk a, a little. Let's get away from the mission and, and talk about our mission. That's loving to fly airplanes. And uh, one of the things that I, I think is really cool is to look at the actual jet itself. So let's talk a little bit about the Citation. Um, tell us a little bit about the airplane and why you like flying it. So I actually like it because it's very. It flies almost like a low wing one seventy two. Um, it's very easy, very comfortable to fly. Uh, like I said, we have a CJ three and a CJ four. Uh, there are um, just enough differences, even though they're on the same type rating, uh, there's just enough difference between them where if you fly, you know, the CJ three for uh, you know, three weeks straight, and then you jump in the four, you'll catch yourself doing tiny little things, reaching for buttons that are in different places. Um, but they're both very easy to fly. And, and the cool thing is, is that they're so, uh, versatile. Um, we go into, like I mentioned, we'll go into, big airports like Dulles. We'll go into Hartsfield occasionally. We'll go into uh, Chicago Midway. Um, but then we'll also go into, you know, tiny little airports in, in the middle of Mississippi that, you know, there's one plane that lands there, uh, but, you know, a week or a month or something. And so, you know, being able to have that versatility, you know, really helps our mission. But um, they're just a joy to fly. Uh, the CJ-4 is... We, we all kind of compare it to a Corvette or a Cadillac. Um, it's a little bit bigger. It goes a little bit faster. Um, it's got a little bit bigger engines and a little bit bigger cabin. It's a little more comfortable um, as far as for the passengers and everything. Um, but it's also our newer aircraft. It's only about two and a half years old. Uh, and the CJ-3 is it's about nine, nine years old, uh, give or take. And... Um, basically everything that was, um, I wouldn't say a problem, but could be enhanced with the three, they enhanced it on the four. So, uh, the three goes a little bit slower. Um, it's got some uh, different quirks to it. It doesn't have as many screens in the cockpit. Um, it's, it switches instead of buttons, but, uh, we compare it to a, a truck. So it's, it's very, <laughs> very easy and comfortable to fly. But that truck can get you into a lot of different places. I, one thing I've heard about the Citation is that short field performance is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. We um, Now, we have certain regulations. And again, that's kind of why you know I, I love Auburn uh, and our flight department here is um, sidestep from that. We actually were uh, nominated or uh, recognized by MBAA uh, this past year for 50 years of safe flying. Um, 
uh, without an incident or accident. And, um, you know, in the corporate aviation industry, that, you know, trumps all. I think that is one of the most important things as far as flying. When you can say we've been doing it for 50 years and um, no accidents or incidents or anything. Uh, but, no, you're right. The, the short, field, short field performance um, is, is fantastic. We have certain department regulations that prevent us from going into a 200 you know, 2000 foot grass strip, but, uh, um, uh, but we can do it if we need to. So. Well, it's nice to know that options there. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You talked about 50 years. That's a long time. And I think that n- there's a lot of folks listening right now that do not realize there is a storied history with Auburn and aviation and education because uh, that's been a part of Auburn for a very long time. It's had its trials, tribulations, but it sure has come away from those and has been quite successful in, in the past uh, few decades. Tell us a little bit about the past of Auburn and, and what's available for people that are interested in aviation. Well, I love Auburn specifically because of its past. Uh, Auburn is actually one of the oldest continually run flight schools in the nation. A lot of people don't realize that. And, uh, we actually got our start with the Wright brothers. We have uh, ties to them. Uh, when they came uh, between 1907 and 1910, they were actually down in Montgomery working on starting a flight school. And they were coming back and forth up to Auburn, which was then Alabama Polytechnic Institute. And they were coming back and forth to, to work on new aircraft designs and, and testing different um, different platforms and stuff like that. So we actually have ties to uh, Wright Brothers, which is I think is just awesome. Um, but we've been doing this. Uh, we've been doing flight training for a long time. We just celebrated 75 years uh, a couple years back, and uh, and it's it's, it's really a it's really a storied history. But we offer. Um, two degree programs. Uh, we've moved around a little bit. We were in College of Engineering for a while, um, and then we moved to the College of Business, and uh, and a couple other moves. We're now in, actually in the College of Liberal Arts, which is an interesting place for us to be, um, but it's all in preparation for us to be a completely standalone department at Auburn, um, so we're not necessarily tied to anyone. We're, we're our own. Um, but we have two degree programs. We have professional flight management and aviation management. Uh, the professional flight management degree is obviously geared more towards the flying side, and you actually have to have uh, certain uh, certificates accomplished to be able to graduate in that degree. Um, the aviation management degree is obviously more management, focuses on more the business aspects of, you know, what does it take to run an airport or a uh, fixed-based operator or uh, you know, a flight department and stuff like that. Um, but then, uh, and then we have, uh, the flight flight line. That's kind of cool. When, when I started at Auburn, I think there were about 90 students and, uh, the program has over 600 now. Um, and that's, uh, that's less than 10 years to get to that point and we're still growing. So, um, aviation at Auburn is, is coming back, uh, full stride. Um, and uh, I think it's, it's just going to continue to grow and we'll, we'll be our own standalone department soon. So, Yeah, it's a testament to the leadership there. I can say that uh, people that are very passionate about aviation and, and wanting to see this move forward. 
you talked about other things in aviation and the of the degree, which are more management, that type of thing. For those that aren't looking to fly airplanes, what other jobs do people usually get that come out of Auburn and other sides of aviation besides flying? Oh, we have so we have over four thousand alumni um, that have graduated from Auburn Aviation, and they are in literally every aspect of aviation. Uh, everything from you know United Airlines schedulers to uh, salesmen to uh, insurance agents. Uh, I mean, the opportunities are endless. And again, that's why I love the field so much. It is a small knit community, but yet there's so much opportunity to to take advantage of in there, uh, whether it's business aviation and cargo or the airlines or the military. Um, there's so many different options. Uh, that you can you can explore, and if one doesn't work out, there's always another one right there to to try out. So. It is very varied. The cool thing is, we all get to talk about the same thing, and that's aviation, no matter what side of the business that you're in, which is really neat. Yeah, well, one of the things that you started a while back is uh, certain advocacy within the university there, Auburn University. Um, tell us a little bit about that, because I think that's how we met. Yes. So um, going back to Sun and Fun all, uh, all those years ago, but um, I actually saw a need. So I was on the flight team for a while um, and traveled around with them. And, and Auburn, like I said, their, their program is bar none. They, they've done a spectacular job as far as uh, growing the education and, and the flight training side. But uh, one area that I saw there could be a little bit of improvement was the the promotion of all these great things you know promote that you know we have ties to the Wright brothers promote that we've been around for over 75 years um and and so uh taking running from the flight team um i saw that there was that need and i said well what if we formed an, an ambassador organization a student ambassador organization so um so that's what we did we called it the stripe wings um uh, my buddy James and I, who is actually an aerospace engineering uh, graduate, he um, he assisted me, and and we kind of laid the framework for that uh, program, um, and and it's really cool. They they do amazing stuff. Uh, they travel to air shows. They go to Oshkosh and Sun and Fun, and they'll work you know six to seven o'clock at night, and uh, and promote the Auburn Aviation program all week long. Uh, they do the same thing at Sun and Fun, uh, but then they also go to college and career fairs. They go to uh, fly-ins. They give tours of the campus. Um, they assist us with various outreach uh, initiatives and uh, other things in that arena. So they do so much for the university, and I'd like to uh, attribute you know, a good chunk of our success in recent years to that promotion that previously was not quite there so yeah you guys have done a great job i i think it's cool that when you go to an air show and you go to some of these events you do see the auburn flag and even if they're not into aviation you get people from all walks of life that graduated auburn coming by just to say hi which is really neat your tent is always busy that's for sure it's open to everybody not just auburn grads that's yes no i the, the the cool thing with auburn just in general is that it's a family uh auburn aviation is uh, is just a small sect of that family, but it's funny. I, I, you know, my family and I went to Italy a couple years ago, and uh, at Auburn we always say War Eagle. Uh, that's kind of our how 
how you doing? That's our aloha type thing. Um, and uh, we were in Hartsfield and I got one or two war eagles there. But then we flew to Rome and I'm walking through a train station in Rome wearing an Auburn shirt. And uh, and people are shouting war eagle to me left and right. I, I must have had 10 different people uh, say war eagle to me. And it's funny just because we're everywhere. The Auburn family is everywhere. And that's truly what it is. It's a family. Um, and then you get into the aviation side of it, and it's even a more tight-knit family. Um, we all watch each other's back and, and help build each other up. So um, it's, it's just really fantastic, the, the dynamic that we have here. That's a, a really a rich history. And uh, rich history also, you talked about the flight team. Um, you know, one of the things that I think if people are in college right now or thinking about going to college, they should cons- consider a school like an Auburn that has a flight team. Um, I have my reasons, but I'd like to hear what why you think it's important to, to join a team or get involved. Well, first of all, the flight team at Auburn, they're actually one of our oldest organizations. They've been around since almost the beginning. Um, but just in general, the flight team is a great way to get involved and uh, get to know your, your fellow students, your fellow pilots, and, uh, you know, be active out on the flight line. Uh, the flight team, to me, was a pathway to things like uh, my career now, uh, starting the Ambassadors. Uh, it's just, it, it hones your skills both as an individual, um, and, uh, as a person, and then as a pilot as well. Um, I was on the flight team for, I believe, uh, three years, um, and I was their safety director for one. Uh, we went to nationals uh, once. Actually, it was the first time we had been back to nationals in about 10 years. Uh, went up to Ohio State, and uh, uh, we we did pretty well. Uh, we did, again, we got the safety award uh, out of 40 colleges, which I, I hold that as you know a fantastic achievement. Um, but then you talk about the more uh, physical stuff. You're learning how to uh, do precision type flying. We're doing bomb drop. We're doing uh, spot landings. We're having to uh, navigate and, and meet our times and our fuel requirements, you know, to a T. So um, it gives you that that education. And the cool thing is, is I don't know. You could probably tell me um, how y'all do it down there, but. Um, you know, Auburn has a unique deal worked out with their students where as long as the flight team washes the planes each weekend, they get free flight. out. So um, it's all covered. It's not you're not paying anything. And it's a great way to to build up those hours, um, and especially when you start traveling to and from the different events. Um, you're you're getting some real world experience there. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the free flight time you keyed onto something right there. That's a that's a a big big uh, benefit to it. And by the way, we don't call it uh, we call it message drop now. I know people heard the bomb drop, but uh, we we we've changed that name for for obvious reasons. And uh, it's so much fun. They learn the people learn so much. Uh, just to full disclosure, I coach the the Polk State College flight team here, and uh, you guys are in our region, and we're going to be competing against you and. Uh, uh, very excited to do that and it's pretty one of the things i love about it is the camaraderie uh and all the students get together and they 
they actually build this bond, not just for the school they're in, but in the industry in general. And all of a sudden you have this incredible network of people at all these different colleges like, hey, I remember you. Oh, and by the way, I'm the, I'm the new recruiter for Delta Airlines. Do you want to come over and, and get hired with us? And, uh, and so that actually works out very well. It's good also on their resume. Boy, is it a great thing on your resume. Uh, Speaking of which, it probably helps, too, to, for people getting into corporate aviation. So let's kind of switch to that. Some advice uh, from you as far as moving forward with a career in aviation, specifically on the corporate side. A lot of people are like, you know, how do I get into this? And, you know, we talked a little about the kind of flying and all. Uh, but what type of advice do you have for someone looking towards a career in business aviation? It's all about contact. Uh, aviation in general is a must be in contact type industry, but especially business aviation. Um, and, and what I mean by contacts is, is when you meet someone that flies a Gulfstream or, you know, runs an airport FBO or whatever it may be, and they say, hey, here's my card, you should give them one back. You should remain in touch with them and, and check in on them. Say, you know, hey, how's things going? You know, when you're when you're near them, go have lunch, go have breakfast, just just talk, have coffee, um, and and build that contact network as you're uh, as a as you're a student and and growing and building your career and and continue it throughout your career. Um, and you know if you're a hardworking individual like a lot of people are, um, that your actions will speak for itself. And so once you have that paired with your with your contacts, then the, the opportunities are endless, but um, for those that are trying to get into business aviation or really just aviation in general, um, to, to, to grow that and, and be active and go out and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in doing what you're doing. Um, how can I get there? Um, and, and that's what it takes. It's, you know, there's a lot of uh, entitlement, excuse me, nowadays, but um, you know, you're going to have to work a little bit for it. You're going to have to put some effort into it. And, and you might have to go out of your comfort zone too, but it'll pay off in the end. Um, and people will recognize that and they'll come back and they'll say, hey, you know, we got a job opening here. It's, it's nothing uh, spectacular, but um, would you like it? And that could be the start that kicks off your entire career. So definitely the contacts and, and, and just putting in that elbow grease to, to, to follow your dreams. Very well said. I think we do sometimes feel uh, that we should step into a job because it's been so easy lately. But um, no matter what it is, in corporate aviation, it's all about networking, always has been. And uh, to your other point about giving somebody your card, I think people are like, well, it's expensive to print cards, et cetera. You can just put it Get a printer, print out cards on your printer. And another suggestion, put your LinkedIn address on there. Get a LinkedIn account because you can't carry around your resume, but you sure can give somebody a card and, and they can find you. And it's pretty much all the recruiters in aviation look at that. And that goes a long way. And I'll have to attribute that to my parents. Um, they uh, they recommended that I, I get some business cards back when I was uh, in school or actually starting at Auburn. And um you know, I still continue it till this day. I love having those those little things there, and and the professionals in the industry they're going to have one as well. And it's just a way to formally connect with someone, and you know they'll give you uh, theirs, and you give them yours, and it you know you have that tie. And now from that point on, you've 
brought them into your network. So I think, you know, and even you can go on to, a, I think it's Fistprint or whatever, and uh, they're not terribly expensive at all. And you can design some pretty cool ones. Um, and I think that goes a long way, especially with employers and, and, you know, people that are looking at potentially hiring you. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It makes life so much easier for me when someone gives me a card instead of their resume because, you know, I get bogged down. If I'm at an event, it's it's like this little card I can stick in my pocket. And uh, resumes, it's kind of flopping around. I, I tend to sometimes, you know, they'll blow away. It's like, oh, man, I got to get those back kind of thing. But a business card, I can usually stick in my pocket. My pocket will be full by the end of the whatever session we're doing. But uh, it really is something that is important. So I highly recommend doing that. Uh, so, well, you know, one of the things I think people are looking at now that are listening, they're flying a 172, uh, you know, going from the 172 to the Citation Jet, I mean, how, how does someone bridge that gap? I mean, it seems like so far away. What advice do you have for someone? Well, kind of like I said before, it's, it's the contacts and the networking, but it's also having the desire and, and, and the putting in the hard work and, the, and, and following your dreams. It is not as hard uh, to attain, as, as you may think, is it literally requires a minimal amount of effort, and and you can get to it. Um, like I said, there's it's it all adds up over time. You know, I started with the flight team and built my hours there, got real world flying experience, and then with the ambassador program, um, you know, I did flying for that as well, and took uh, Auburn Aircraft to various shows and events, um, and then you know other little things I. I I did some contract flying. I flew uh, skydivers at the historic Tuskegee Airport for a little bit. Um, and all of that adds up. And, and granted, it wasn't, you know, tons of time flying a, you know, King Air or whatever, but um, it all adds up and, and it's, it's attainable. Um, there's a lot of folks that say, well, how, I'm a CFI right now. How do I get into flying a Gulfstream? You got to work at it. You got to work that connection. But um, especially in, in business aviation with the networking, it's a lot easier and a lot more attainable than you think. Um, but you just gotta, you just gotta put a little effort into it. You talked about networking. It's, uh, we talked a little bit about LinkedIn and you mentioned NBAA. Um, is that something that as a student you would suggest them getting involved with? And did you? I highly recommend it. NBAA is a fantastic resource and they actually have student memberships. Um, and what you get for your membership is, uh, it is truly incredible. Uh, to your point about LinkedIn, I definitely, just like the business cards, I highly recommend that as well. Um, start growing that page. And the cool thing with LinkedIn is it's basically a more professional Facebook and you can connect with those people that, um, you want to network with, um, and you can ask them questions and, and, and grow your knowledge in that realm. Uh, but MBAA has fantastic resources for scholarships, um, and there's a bunch of different sectors to it, but um, you can get scholarships. They have an event every year, um, typically in Orlando or Las Vegas, and um, you can go out and network in person there. Um, they post job opportunities. They keep you updated on the business aviation side of the industry and you know regulations, how that's uh, progressing and, and new uh, technology and innovations that are coming out. It's just, it's, it's so well worth it. Um, Auburn is actually a member, of, a, a corporate member of MBAA, um, and I take advantage of that all the time. But then you also get to connect with uh, your alumni and 
your contacts and, and, and being able to take that to the next level through LinkedIn and, and MBAA is, is really huge because like we said before, the, the world of aviation is, is such a small, uh, small group. Um, you start running into people that you know, and, and you know, every, everyone's for the most part trying to help each other out. So, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think it's really important to to reach out to these organizations, especially the ones that you want to get involved with, and that would be MBAA. It doesn't cost much, uh, and there, there's so many resources uh, for, like you said, scholarships, even resume writing, et cetera. Uh, but I, the easiest thing to do is reach out, LinkedIn, MBAA.org. We'll have links in the show notes. So, Will, what's next for you in your career and in your life here? Um. <laughs> I am always looking uh, looking for the next thing, but I think I'll, I'll be at Auburn for a little bit longer. Um, this is it's just such a, it's a great group of guys here. We we actually only have about six pilots, uh, and uh, we have a maintenance director and a and a dispatcher. Um, but it's it's a small small family here at Auburn, and um, I enjoy promoting the aviation for the for the flight school on the um, over at, across the airport. Um, but um, but yeah, for the for the close future, I think I'll be here for a while. But then uh, looking down further, I'd love to get into some some larger aircraft uh, and uh, maybe do the the uh, I don't know if it's cliche, but get into some Gulfstream flying and that kind of thing. Or I might go uh, towards the airlines uh, once that stuff picks up. So it's really um, you know one of the best pieces of advice I can give is be open to any opportunity that comes your way, even if it's something that's not really what you expect or what's part of your quote unquote plan. Um, there is, there's tons of doors that are going to open for you and there's nothing wrong with exploring every one of them. That's some great advice to add to that. I do want to say one thing and having been someone that worked with a lot of furlough pilots and is doing it again, uh, there are a lot of folks turning down jobs right now that are pilots. Uh, so because of certain reasons, like you were mentioning, be open to anything, any type of flying, because even if it's a turboprop and you've been flying a jet and you think you're a jet pilot, you know, it is, it's a flying job. At least you're building hours, that type of thing, but be, be open to everything. Cause I, I think, uh, the other thing that we think of is that we can't apply for certain jobs, but remember, there are people turning down jobs right now that that need a job that may be furloughed or out of a job. So don't think anything's out of reach, even though it's a stretch. Go for it, but make sure you're open, like Will said, to everything that's out there. It's a flying job, and what you need is hours. And that's the bottom line. It's that simple. Well, this has been awesome, man. We keep running into each other. It's awesome having you on the podcast finally. And uh, usually as I talk to you during Sun and Fun Radio, maybe we'll we'll see you at the uh, event this year. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're, they're having an event, uh, if you're listening to this, before December 4th in 2020, uh, flysnf.org. They're having a, a, a holiday fly-in. Uh, and if you're not uh, going to be able to go to that. There's stuff all year long at, at Son of Fun here. Uh, so flysnf.org. have to put a big shout out to them for keeping things going uh, through this pandemic. And we can't wait to hear more about uh, Will and your career. Also, uh, if you don't mind, Will, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of questions uh, on corporate aviation. We'd love to have you back on maybe to talk again about uh, corporate flying uh, and uh, and what's moving forward in, in that whole career and uh, and what the life is like, et cetera. 
Of course, yeah. Um, I don't I don't know how it works with your listeners, but if they want to send questions in or whatever, then um, I'm I'm happy to come back anytime. Um, like you said, I think we're both on the same page as far as uh, um, our love for aviation and just being able to share that with others and help them grow. Because I certainly wouldn't be where I am today without those helping me. So um, I'm I'm happy to come back anytime. Awesome. And feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. If you've got a question, we'll send it over to Will and he'll either answer it back here on the podcast or read his answer. Uh, it's great having someone on, especially in the corporate world. It's something that a lot of people in business aviation don't know about and uh, they want to hear more. Because right now, it's a real big shining light, uh, especially in the industry as we see it uh, in the near future. So we are hopeful. Uh, things are turning a corner, I think. Uh, so, uh, But I'm always hopeful every day. Uh, and uh, it'll change. It always has. And we have to keep moving forward. Again, Will, thanks so much for being here. And I appreciate you representing Auburn. Of course. Thank you, Carl. Well, folks, one of the things that I think is really important right now is to not just stop here. If you're interested in corporate aviation, business aviation, check out those websites. It's in the show notes below. MBA a.org nbaa.org and also some of the articles that were written about will will be in the show notes down there feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com if you have any questions don't forget to go out and check out our youtube channel because we do answer questions there and also we do have the pilot interview course so if you're getting ready for an interview in the future we're putting out one video every week a question in my 500 uh, interview questions data bank so uh, it's a it's a real good resource for you and it's free uh, but most important Importantly, don't stop here. Uh, if you're someone who's thinking about getting into aviation, I know it's a you think it's a daunting task right now, but we've been through these trying times. Uh, the worst thing you can do is stop now. I need you to keep moving, and to do that, might be reaching out uh, to you know Auburn Aviation, to mbaa.org writing us a feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast, or checking out some of the websites and committing yourself to maybe moving forward with another, maybe another degree, maybe another rating, and somehow building more time. Don't stop. Do something today to move forward in your career and your flying life. Well, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.